Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the latest Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host, Will Pinter, and I'm joined tonight by Bob D. Hello. And the Vault 14 hyperspace finalist, Graham Saunders. Welcome. Hi there. So we tried to get uh, your opponent on the show, Graham. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. So you could have slogged it out uh, on this uh, on the podcast with each other. But, you know, congratulations on the final. Well done. Thank you very much. First of all, what list did you go with? What list did got you there? The list I went with is Han and Luke. So it's something, the, the type of list that I've always liked to flown, um, sort of back from the first edition days, in that I always tend to go for named pilots, less ships, but with lots of upgrades. So both Han and Luke were fully kitted out. Brilliant. So what what did you have on them both, or are you keeping it slightly secret, ready for uh, system open? No, no, uh, happy to share. So if I can remember every single upgrade, Han had on him Lone Wolf, Lando and R2-D2 crew, Hotshot Gunner, Inertial dampeners and uh, engine upgrade. Nice. Wow. And and Luke had uh, heightened perception, proton torpedoes, R three astromech, S foils, obviously, and a stealth device. Wow. Heightened perception's are... interesting. Yeah. When I first drafted the list, I was considering brilliant evasion because uh, obviously. The thought was that would go really well with Luke's ability, but heightened perception uh, definitely was worth the points. It, it got me a couple of kills because there's a lot of other Initiative 5 ships about, so just being able to finish them off when they're on low health and PS kill them before they get a shot off on Luke was, was very valuable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it looks it looks to be, like you're saying, like high initiative on the both pilots. And Did you find that really came in handy for you? Yes, definitely. Being able to, to take out the sort of generic type ships uh, before they could get a shot was, was very useful. I came up a, across three swarms across the, the course of the day and just being able to, to take them out before they could get shots off really helped keep the, the two guys alive. What's your strategy with swarms, Graham? What, what do you try to do with those two ships? Because producer Tim was kicking seven bells out of me this week with his swarm. And it's, it's left me wondering how on earth I'm supposed to deal with it when I'm looking at six TIE fighters across the board. I found the best strategy was just to be really lucky with the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Actually, um, no, to be fair to them, both, both ships are designed to, to be able to take quite a lot of small hits. So, uh, as you can imagine, Luke's very good at that uh, with the stealth device support and his natural ability to be able to get the force so he can evade lots and lots of small hits and having the re-rolls on Han just makes him that little bit tankier I mean obviously big ships don't like having lots of shots coming in but if it's many weaker shots that's much better than having you know three or four harder hitting shots definitely I mean are you going to stick with the list is there anything that you, you you feel like you could change or are you happy with it I mean obviously it got you to the final you know so I think everything in the list I think was valuable except for maybe Lando um, which was kind of one of the first cards I put into the list when I was building it because obviously on hand there's so many upgrades in there that use rerolls to, to maximize hands ability but as the day went on I was tending to find I was more often just 
wanting to take the focus action rather than gambling on Lando, rather than using Lando. And even though Lando's quite good with the hand re-roll, it, it was becoming too much of a gamble. But having said that, when I was thinking about options to replace Lando with, Leia's the obvious one. She's the same amount of points, but Han doesn't tend to need to use the red turns very often. So it was only really the occasional Kate or Tan roll with Luke. So I, to be honest, I don't think I will change it, but that's the only thing I'm considering changing. I've flown Lando on Han quite a bit, and I absolutely agree that he's, he's a bit of a trap. You can see him as, as offering you an extra bit of action efficiency. You're getting two focuses for the price of one, or you're getting a focus and an evade. But he very often lets you down, even with the re-roll around a rock. And I frequently found myself just saying, well, this round, I really need a focus. Let's just have a, a, a focus. And perceptive co-pilot, even though it's a lot more expensive, might be the better option. Yeah, definitely. When I was flying um, the hand sandwich, I found that I was I took Lando, and I think out of the fifteen to twenty games, I think Lando's I actually rolled a focus evade or a double result. Not even three times, about three times, I think, out of them twenty games, I was like quite it was quite disappointing. Either that or my green dice are terrible. <laughs> But well, we know Graham's are all right. But there is always the point, though, while, while you are carrying Lando, you can just take the focus action if, if you know you're not getting shot, so you just need focus for attack. And if you do completely blank out, you, you do then get one green token off your opponent. So if you know either token may be useful, it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, definitely. So what, what list did you not want to see um, on the table? I think lots of... High initiative aces and I-5s with bids and stuff. I think, well, this was exactly why um, OJ managed to beat me. He was running triple T-70s and he had a lower bid than me. So he gave he let me be player one, which meant that he had the range control. So he, um, OJ, you know, had, had unfortunately, from my side, a very comfortable final in that he managed to stop me getting off uh, the the early protons from Luke by using the the positioning to his advantage. As I said, I earlier I, I was a little wary of swarms, but but the guys did back that up with their their good dodging. So it was a good test yesterday to find out that they could cope with the swarms pretty well. But it, it would definitely be things that could dodge around the arcs of Luke and Han were ones that I was most scared of, and, and was the reason why um, OJ sort of beat me quite comfortably in the final. What list did you expect to see compared to what did you, what you actually did see, Graham? Um, I, I was expecting to, to see uh, more races, especially with the Galactic Republic coming out recently. I, I flew against one Republic list, which was uh, Lizzie Martins, who, if people know, she's a very good flyer. Uh, yeah, she's she was very skilled. Jedis with Wolf in the in the arc um and we had a very close game she she was my only loss in the swiss and she too made it to cut so i, but I was expecting with in our local store the the new lists have been very very popular so i was expecting to see a lot more of those in the actual tournament itself so there, were, there wasn't many then within the lists apart obviously you only faced one was there many around the store at all not that i saw no i did also fly against um, a droid swarm 
but they were the only two new wave lists that I came up against. How did you get on with the Droid Swarm? Surprisingly well, in that I was flying against Simon Fullerlove, which I'm sure you, sure you guys know. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he's a good mate of mine, Simon. Yeah, and um, you might not want to mention the match to him because he, he might have some sort of rage issues after it. <laughs> no, I said, um, no, I said, Graham, he's, he's a mate of mine. So, yeah, I will take full pleasure in uh, mentioning that. <laughs> he does have bad dice yeah, so, um, he managed. He managed to position well and ended up lining up the majority of, of his swarm straight at Han. I, I PS killed one of them with a proton torpedo, but didn't manage to PS kill another one with Han's initial shot. So Han took a full five charges, which I, I thought was going to be the end of Han. But luckily, the, the Han rerolls on the evades really paid off, which meant I lost my shields and took a couple of hull damage from the initial salvo. Did you manage to dodge the crits with that first salvo? I took a couple of crits through. Okay. But, but thankfully, okay. nothing too detrimental. Okay. Excellent. Obviously, in Extended, are you expecting to see the similar types of what you've seen so far in hyperspace, or do you reckon people are going to experiment? I think with Extended, you will go back to a lot more races, because obviously the Scum Faction and the Imperials get all of their toys back. So it's been quite interesting in hyperspace in that the four new factions are fundamentally just hyperspace factions aren't they so it's only really when you go to the older factions that you get all of the other options to start picking from from extended so i think it's on in those ones you know particularly imperials you'll be getting um a lot more of, of the the aces and how, how how do you think your list will fare against them in the extended environment uh, obviously you said you were thinking about taking it to the system open yeah it's going to be a question of, of just trying to uh, engage with the aces one at a time even because Han's got good arc coverage even even if they are moving after him he, he should be okay at, at trying to manage them and and also something you don't tend to think of as Han with him being i6 is he's if need be a very effective blocker so i'm hoping that that will prove beneficial congrats to uh, to oj who's got his world's invite and and to graham as well for doing so well thanks bob well, thank you, Graham. Uh, thanks for coming on with us. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you at the System Open. If you do see us, come and say hello. Cheers, guys. I'll look forward to seeing you at the weekend. Brilliant. Cheers. Thank you. So thank you to Graham for that. And next, me, myself and Bob are going to be joined by the two finalists from the Firestorm Hyperspace Tournament in Cardiff. So welcome to Alex Burt. Hi. And Julian Hood. How's it going? Feeling a bit under pressure here, having you on, Alex, you know, professional <laughs> podcaster that you are, you know. I don't know um, if I go that far, but thank you. <laughs> right, guys, uh, well well done to both of you on an excellent final. Thank you very much. And thank you. Congrats, congratulations, Julian, uh, on the uh, on the win. Uh, commiserations, Alex. Ah, uh, no worries. It was good. It's all good. Before we start, uh, I'll go to you first, Alex. What what was the list that you took and why? So I had five RZ two A wings, all greens with heroic crack shot and advanced optics. 
and I took it. Well, I took that version of it partly because Julian convinced me to like a week before at the Dark Sea. <laughs> you know. It was a classy ploy. Because <laughs> uh, I've been trying, I've been like experimenting with like various swarms and stuff. Um, and it just kind of felt like way too much work for the payoff. Like Warbore, Hyperspace Trial, I was like 4-1 going into round six. And then just got utterly ruined by Dale Cromwell. And at the end of the day, I was just like, oh man, this is not worth the effort. Uh, so I was like trying to find a list that kind of clicked with me a little bit better. Tried the A-Wings, the multi-initiative version with like Lulo and Tally and stuff. Uh, and I was contemplating taking that again to Darkseer. Uh, but having a chat with Julian in the morning, I was sort of like umming and ahhing about going for the all threes. He convinced me to do that because um, it had done pretty well in like a couple of other events, the Eindhoven. And having the the consistency was sort of favorable and just having the flexibility of all, all being the, the same initiative point. And they're all 40 points and tracking chunks of 20 is way easier on my brain especially when i'm trying to figure out what i've scored myself so yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely i mean i obviously we've got another podcast coming out later on in the week and uh yeah definitely i talk uh, i'm going to talk about like maths there definitely hurts my head while i'm trying to concentrate on where all my ships are flying and all the rest of it so yeah it's that having something like that it makes it pretty simple yes yeah. i mean uh okay then so i'll move on to you julian uh, well done for uh convincing Alex uh, to fly the A-Wing so you could beat him in the final. But uh, <laughs> what, what was the list you took and why? Uh, yeah, so I ended up flying Morgan Reed's Jedi list. So Ahsoka and Anakin, both with 7B and R2, and then two naked Gold Squadron Torrents. I decided on the list at about, what was it, Alex, about 9 o'clock? No, 8.45? Yeah, because I remember I was chatting to you just beforehand, and I was like, so what are you running? It's like, oh, I haven't quite made up my mind yet. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I, 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 played, I played one game with it on Thursday, and uh, no, it was fun. But I was just uh, t- torn for what I wanted to fly. So technically, Alex chose the list for me. Yeah, because I remember saying, like, I want to see how well you can do with the Jedi. Uh, turns out the answer is pretty well. <laughs> kind of shot yourself in the foot there mate <laughs> uh, I've got a world to invite out of it I'm happy <laughs> everyone's a winner <laughs> obviously it worked really well for you Julie even though it was completely off the cuff um, it's even more well done then if you can do that with that list uh, what what did you find it was his advantages what 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 did what worked well for you from that list I mean turn, turns out high pilot skill with multi repositioning for no stress and force is really good who knew <laughs> I'm I'm more interested in in the torrents because I'm, Tor- I'm torrents if you... are made from love. They're so good. Really? In, yeah, in I... what were you doing with them that was was effective? Because I'm looking at torrents and I'm thinking, if I want to take a bad B wing, that's where I go. So there, there were there are some matchups where they're going to die like chumps and make a piece with it. It's a fifty point liability. So what? You've got the two Jedi to do the work. But there are a lot of matchups where they are absolute gold. Okay, so which matchups are they? Anything which can't really reliably wipe something off the board in a moment in a moment's notice doesn't like having these really agile and surprisingly sturdy little ships just getting in their way because they've they've got quite a good quite a good dial for just staying in quite close. So when when you've got these five health blocker, two agility. Right, two eye pop gun, you know, it still does work. But they've got the barrel roll linked evade, which just means they live much longer than they should and also get into really awkward places. 
and the pair of them just let you cover a huge area and then plan what you're doing with them you know you, you work out okay engagement's going to be happening at this point here and then from there i'm going to want to come around and you work out where you do and don't stress them so you can then you, they've got like a their two talent roll or a 3k and so you can just keep them on target really really well and they just keep keep putting out you know here's two dice here's three dice and if people are shooting them they're not shooting a jedi and if people are shooting a jedi then two die guns still hit things yeah Oh, interesting. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I'd completely written them off. So it was when I seen when I seen uh, the list and heard the list. I was like, wow, that's. I was quite quite impressed, you know, because obviously crits can go in quite easily. And but like you said, with the link action into the evade, I'd never really thought about that. So that's a good. It's an interesting way to look at it. With both your lists, are you looking to make any changes to it uh, going forward, Alex? I'll be honest. Like the next thing on my list is trying Julian's list. <laughs> I was so impressed by that, and like I, I'd kind of written the torrents off as well. But like seeing firsthand, like how how much space they can take up. Like there was one round where he got a block on two of my areas with one of them, and like that was the kind of the moment that the I kind of sort of lost the will to win of that game. I think. But in terms of the A wings, like I think for me the list as it is, there's not really anything to change. Uh, so I'm probably going to take that to the system open, but then like play around a little bit more with the wave three factions after that. Okay. And and Julian, is it is there anything that you change about your list, and do you think you could take it into extended? Uh, I, I was having I was having this chat earlier today. I th- I think with favourable matchups, you know, they could do a four two. I I think five one is a bit of a stretch because there's just a bit much that would just feast on them. So I haven't really put any thought into the list. I just I just plucked plucked it out of uh, out of uh, what what was being run at a hyperspace trial back in Oz, and just went, yeah, that looks fun. Let's do that. What are the lists that you didn't want to see, Julian? What was it that you didn't want to see on the table? Don't know really. Uh, I got I got I got absolutely wrecked by a by an inferno swarm. I got a little bit greedy with Anakin, and he got really punished, which just put me on the back foot. Which I, I just I couldn't I couldn't claw it back. But did you feel that that was a flying thing, or did you feel that was just a pure Inferno Squadron just does arithmetic better than everything else, so therefore it just no wins? no. I mean, like I, I don't normally have an issue going into Inferno. It's it, I got a bit greedy and overreached in a turn where I should have just bailed. I, I think the thing with Jedi is when in doubt, leave. Don't stay in an engagement because they do die when you shoot them. As long as they're not copying ridiculous sustained fire, they're pretty much happy just to go on indefinitely. So you know, in a, in a matchup against Inferno Swarm again, you know, I don't I don't dread the matchup. Um, I'm more concerned about some of the extended boogeymen, like the uh, Quad Phantom, the Quad K, uh, some some of the more kind of horrific examples of where balance is still lacking. Fair one, fair one, and. Uh... You know, Alex, is there anything you really don't want to see? Obviously, apart from Julian's list on the table. <laughs> so weirdly, I've played against Jedi a few times with the A wings, and like, but without torrents. And I think it was actually the torrents that were like the the special source that made that match up like so much harder. Because uh, when there's only three ships, it's a lot easier to get like multiple guns on target. Uh, whereas like the torrents were just sort of like meaning there are huge sections of the board that I couldn't really be in and. Then when I finally did kind of point at the Jedi, they were able to like dodge enough of the guns, so that wasn't really doing enough damage. 
Um, so I think I managed to get like three shields off Anakin twice or close to it, but like just couldn't really finish it off. Like in terms of general matchups, like uh, well flown rebels can be quite a challenge because uh, there's just so much to chew through. Uh, but if you can kind of get an aggressive first engagement there, it's all right. And again, Inferno Swarm is hard um, because if they get all their guns on target, like, and the variance doesn't really go in your way, um, then you can lose a ship for very little return. But like in general, I think they're probably the squad in hyperspace, for me at least, that has the most, uh, like nothing's really bad, but nothing's really amazing either. Like everything you kind of have to work for a bit, but because they've got the, the rear turret, um, and the advanced optics, like pretty much every time they shoot, they're getting two hits. So you just kind of need to wear stuff away and like play the kind of disengage game. So like James called it the washing machine, which was kind of similar to how the gunboats used to play in that like you kind of get something damaged, then that kind of zooms off and then the other ones kind of come in and you're having to spread your fire around a lot. Um, and in the final, like there was a point where like I had five ships on the board, but like they'd all lost shields and some of them had like one hole left. Yeah, I suppose when you've got a list that rotates through and rotates through, um, then it, it ends up being good. Well, Colm's been flying with that uh, 5A wing list quite a lot, and and that's exactly how he flies it. It's a case of putting something in, seeing what it can take. Once he gets one pip or two pips of damage, that's the time that it needs to disengage and, and let the others take over on the duty cycle. Yeah, definitely. With the new factions, then, obviously, Julian, you ran one of the new factions list what what are your thoughts on the new factions that throughout the tournament did you see many of them was there many there are they going to be a threat whether in hyperspace or extended uh so specifically at cardiff i saw a couple of energy shell swarms backed up by what with uh with kraken which looked good uh, it did some horrible things to to a lot of to a lot of people but they're, uh, if your dice are good, they're amazing. And if you have a few really poor defensive rolls, you've lost three ships in a round and it's game over. So I'm, I'm not sure. I, I've, I've, I've played around with, with Separatists a bit. I've been having a great time with the Infiltrators. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a, bloke, a bloke in the US who, who just did quite well in a hyperspace trial with a, with a list which was literally just two Interceptors which I'm desperate to try, like just the fattest mall and fattest Duca you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen lists like that. I mean, I myself am flying two infiltrators and um, a Bulbasaur. So I'm, I'm playing around with that. I may take it to the system open as it stands. And that's pretty good as it, as it is. Um, it's virtually no upgrades. I think there's literally, apart from titles, there is like two like talents and that's, and one upgrade card. That's it. Yeah. Well, Grievous and Dooku are sort of stars of the wave for me. Those two ships are brilliant. Oh. And it, it, I'm feeling with, with Separatists like they're, they're waiting for a third really good ship. Yep. Uh, I, I think that Hyena is going to be it. The, the Hyena is, the, is, the, is basically the torrent, but with big teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And coming with um, a built-in trudge sim, that's not going to be funny. If you're trying to uh, avoid the area... Where Grievous is sweeping around on the flank, and exactly. if it if it you know if it forces you into into heading at Grievous, then Grievous is going to bug out, and that leaves you with Dooku coming at you. It's uh, it could be the the missing piece. Well, so I, th I think on points, you'll be able to fit like comfortably like a, a nice a nice pair of pair of hyenas alongside Dooku and then Grievous. And yeah. 
that's a, you know, that's a pretty good offensive line. <laughs> yeah, and it takes you into that really lovely four ship space, which exactly. seems to be you know the golden area in two point It is. Alex, from your point of view, did you see many? Were there were there many there? And what yeah, there were quite, quite a few. And like the separatists were like the the kind of the big surprise for me because I've been trying them out a little bit. Um, and I played against Toby, um, whose second name completely escapes me, but he made cut with Vulture Swarm. He had a combination of the I3 and I1s, and then he had just the I1 uh, B22 with Kraken on it. Um, so, like, super efficient, all had energy shell charges, seven ships, um, seven three-dice attacks. And that was, like, surprisingly good. Because um, I've been trying them out with the Infiltrator and then filling up the rest with Vultures. Uh, but like just having all of those attacks, like the variance does matter. But if you're throwing that many of them, um, then like they're gonna burn stuff down fast. Um, and the Jedi as well. Like obviously we sort of mentioned Julian's list um, being the kind of surprise hit. But like the Jedi, I think are really good in the hands of a really good player. Um, but they they do pop fast if you get them out of position. So like I think they're gonna do really really well. Uh, but I don't think they're going to click for most people. Now, I've got to say, I've flown them against against them quite a bit, and so far people are not getting them right. Uh, people are over-ambitious with the offence or they're over-cagey with the defence, and people aren't hitting that sweet spot of when to engage and, and when to back off. Mm, and yeah. it, they, they do just go pop. I mean, uh, they, they, just as the torrents to kind of um, B-wing junior, the, the Jedi are sort of senior A-wings. Uh, and, and because you can only get a couple of them, and because you, you're using those force tokens for the abilities as well as to flip the focuses, you can find yourself with a, uh, an I-4 A-wing that just isn't, isn't all that. Yeah, that's fair. Excellent. Right, well, on that note, gentlemen, we're going to have to wrap up there as time is shifting on. But thank you very much, for both of you, for joining us. Uh, it's been excellent to have your insight on the tournament and, and well, in, in general, the game. Um, so thank you very much, Alex. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and Julian. Thanks for having me. And Bob. Ta-da. And it's goodbye from me. But before I go, just a quick one. If you haven't got uh, the, had a listen to the 186 podcast, please have a listen. Um, Alex Burt is the host of that show, and uh, it is a, a great show. And, yeah, go over and have a listen. All right, thank you thank very, you very much. much. It's all right, Alex. Thank you very much for listening to, uh, to us, and we will see you next time for Tournament Prep on the Stiff Takers Snapshots podcast. Why are you not excited for Milton Keynes? Well, it's Milton Keynes. Like the oh, okay. uh, yeah, location yeah, is irrelevant. It's more the yeah. like fun of being there, which is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, well, do you not yeah. remember the old advert, Bob? Milton Keynes. There's literally nothing there. <laughs> <laughs>